Davy O'Shea works as a sparker for Nikola Tesla, implementing his wireless electricity technology to the streets of London in 1888. He's also on the lookout as a detective for Scotland Yard during the peak of Jack the Ripper's gruesome spree. Visited by a strange man one night out on the job, Davy is presented with the legendary sword Excalibur, and upon touching it, learns he is a descendant of King Arthur himself. Now armed with the knowledge of his famed ancestor, Davy joins forces with other descendants of the Round Table to search for King Arthur's true nemesis. Always two steps behind, however, and with more of the Ripper's victims piling up, Davy must find a way to get ahead in order to stop both past and present adversaries. Lamplight is the first ever Keepers novel created by A. David Barrett. You can find it now on Amazon, on Kindle, hardcover and paperback, and also soon in audiobook format, narrated by the fantastic, if I may say so, Matt Taylor, aka me. So, check out Lamplight using the link in the description box. It's an incredible read and a very, very good listen too. Greetings to those who watch below. Castles are found all over the world. They have been homes, military fortresses, and places of safety throughout the centuries. But they are also home to their fair share of ghosts. Today, we are looking at five of the most haunted castles in the world. But before we start, I'd like to say thank you to Steffi Ray, Lefty Kim, M.A. Way, Julie B., Chris, BLK Chris, Tegan S., Tesos Karamaris, Alti Punisher 666, Wicked Witch, Christina Groves, Canopsia, and Lisa Watts. They are those who dwell below, an exclusive channel membership that gets you shoutouts at the start of every video, as well as supporting the channel. Another way you can support the channel is by hitting that subscribe button, and also the notification bell along with it, that way you will never miss a video. You can also find me on Instagram at brimstone underscore below and on Facebook at the Brimstone Below Horror Channel. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Warwick Castle Warwick Castle in Warwick, England is a large and impressive castle that sits by the River Avon. Warwick was built by the Saxons in 1088 in order to try and protect the city from the Norman invasion. The Normans managed to take the castle and made a man called Henry de Beaumont, the Earl of Warwick. In 1153, Henry of Anjou decided he wanted to have Warwick Castle for himself, but the second Earl of Warwick would not let him. And so Henry and his servants went into the castle, kidnapped the Earl, and imprisoned him within the confines of his own castle. Henry then went and told the Earl's wife that he had died. The wife was so heartbroken that she signed the deeds to the castle over to Henry. After this, however, Henry let the Earl out of the dungeon. Henry of Anjou went on to become King Henry II and lived in Warwick Castle. However, after improving the castle's defences, he left it and gave it to the Beauchamp family. In 1449, the castle was left airless after Anne Beauchamp died. 
The castle changed ownership many times before it became owned by the Crown. Nobody lived in it for a long period of time, and the castle became a ruin. In 1604, King James gave the castle to Folk Greville. Greville built a country house within the castle walls. The Greville family owned the castle until the 1800s. It was damaged by fire, and then they sold it to the Crown. Today, it is a protected site owned by the Two Swords Company, who have refurbished it and look after the castle today. Folk Greville, the first Baron Brook, was the treasurer for the royal family during the reign of Queen Elizabeth I. After serving in the French Wars of Religion in Normandy, he was made the fifth Baron of Willoughby de Brook. As a Baron, he had some power. However, he was not entitled to a specific area of land. For his services to the royal family, King James I, who became king after Elizabeth's death, gave Warwick Castle to Greville in 1604. Greville spent the rest of his life in the castle. By the time he was given it, it was already in ruins. So he built a large country house, where he could live within the walls. He then moved all of his servants in with him and started writing poetry. Greville wrote many poems, and he is well known for being the biographer of his friend Philip Sidney, a famous military leader. Greville died on the 30th of September 1628. He had recently written a will and it had been released. A servant of Greville's named Ralph Haywood had been left out of the will. Haywood felt that he was entitled to be included in the will, and confronted Greville about this. Greville explained that he simply did not have enough money, and this angered Haywood. Haywood then stabbed Greville, but he felt great guilt about what he had done, and turned the knife on himself. Haywood died instantly, but Greville took much longer to die. He died alone, trapped in the South Tower where he was stabbed. The ghost of Folk Greville is said to haunt the castle grounds. Many people have heard, seen, or felt the ghost. Many people have heard an argument where no people have been arguing, or heard moans of agony around the area where Greville died. There is a portrait of Greville in the castle, and it is said that sometimes the ghost of Folk Greville simply walks out of his own portrait. Chillingham Castle Chillingham Castle has existed since the 13th century. In 1298, King Edward I stayed at the castle while on his way to the Battle of Falkirk, where he defeated William Wallace. Nearly half a century later, Sir Thomas Grey was granted a license to fortify and crenellate the castle. By 1348, the castle was transformed into a square structure adorned with towers at its corners. Since that time, the castle has remained similar in appearance, with the exception of its outer curtain walls linking the towers, which are currently much higher. Throughout the years, Chillingham Castle was involved in various border skirmishes between England and Scotland. Additionally, it was under siege in 1536, when the Percy family of nearby Alnwick Castle attacked with cannon fire during the Pilgrimage of Grace rebellion against Henry VIII. Today, Chillingham Castle is best known for its reputation as one of the most haunted castles in England. Several ghosts are known to wander the castle's time-worn interior. The most famous is that of the Radiant Boy, a childish wraith that is seen in the castle's pink room, and whose heart-rendering cries of either fear or pain 
echo through the corridors upon the stroke of midnight. In the past, cries always seemed to emanate from a spot near where a passage is cut through the ten feet thick wall into the adjoining tower. As they faded away, a bright halo of light would appear, and the figure of a young boy, dressed in blue, who would approach those sleeping in the room. Later, the bones of a child, surrounded by decaying fragments of blue cloth, were found behind the wall. They were given a Christian burial, and thereafter the radiant boy was seen no more. Until, that is, Sir Humphrey began letting the room out. Some guests complain of a blue flash that shoots out of the wall in the dead of night. Although they attribute it to an electrical fault, Sir Humphrey is quick to point out that there is no electrical wiring in that particular section of the wall. Another unquiet soul to stalk the castle is the spirit of Lady Berkeley, wife of Lord Grey, whose husband ran off with her own sister, Lady Henrietta. Lady Berkeley was left abandoned at the castle, with only her baby daughter for company. The rustle of her dress is sometimes heard, as her invisible revenant sweeps along the rambling corridors searching for her husband, and leaving a cold chill, not to mention unsettled witnesses, in her ghostly wake. Berg Alts The breathtaking medieval Berg Alts can be found in the hills of the German town Wierschern, between Koblenz and Trier. Berg Alts is one of the few castles in the area that was never destroyed during a siege, and can be visited today. The oldest part of Berg Alts was a simple manor built in the 9th century. This part still exists today. The rest of the castle was formed around it, dating from 1157. Both medieval and renaissance styles are mixed, giving the castle a fairy tale-like look. It was the home of the Counts of Alts, and still is, 33 generations later. Back in the day, only wealthy medieval European lords could afford a castle of their own. That's why Berg Alts is a so-called Garnabenberg, a castle that's divided in several parts which belong to different branches of the same family. Berg Alts is located on a 70 meter high rock spur, which was the centre of a highly important Roman trade route between rich farmlands and the markets. You'll now find it amid the Alts forest, which has been declared as a nature reserve by Flora, Fauna, Habitat and Natura. There's a beautiful yet tragic story attached to Berg Alts. Agnes Alts was the daughter of the 15th Count of Alts, and was raised with brothers only. The girl wasn't like other girls, she loved playing warrior with her brothers. Agnes was promised to the Knight of Bronzeburg, and the two met occasionally to get to know each other. Agnes didn't like the knight at all, she thought he was boring, and ignored him. Her persistent attitude angered the knight, and during a festive event he pulled Agnes onto the dance floor and kissed her. Agnes got so angry she smacked him in the face. The Knight of Bronzeburg was infuriated and fled the castle. The family was afraid he'd be out to seek revenge, so they doubled the guards just to be sure. Days went by, weeks turned into months, and still nothing happened. The Alts family let their guard down, and all the men went on a three-day hunting trip, assuming the Knight of Bronzeburg lost his interest. But that was what the Knight had been waiting for, and he attacked the castle the same night. The guards at the gate were murdered, 
and the knight and his troops entered the castle's courtyard, killing everyone who was in their way. When Agnes saw what happened, she didn't hesitate. She took her brother's helmet, breastplate, and battle axe, and she threw herself into the fight. The knight was startled by the unknown fierce knight, and he decided to defeat him on his own. He shot the knight up close with his crossbow, and the arrow penetrated the armour, killing the brave knight instantly. When he removed the knight's helmet, he discovered that he had shot his beloved Agnes. The most haunted room at Burgaltz is the Countess room, the room which belonged to Agnes. The armour in which she died and the battle axe are also in here. According to the staff, Agnes haunts the hallways as well, switching lights on and off and opening and closing doors. Is she still protecting the castle against attacks? Whispers are heard in the hallways as well as childish giggles. The castle staff sometimes find all doors unlocked in the morning, even though they lock them at night. There are claims of a phantom medieval knight on horseback at the gate. Some believe that this is the Knight of Bronzeburg looking for Agnes's forgiveness. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Huska Castle Huska Castle is a Czech clifftop castle surrounded in dark myths and legends. It was originally constructed in the 13th century, during the reign of Ottokar II of Bohemia. The castle, which was built in the early Gothic style, is located about an hour north of Prague, on top of a steep, rocky cliff in the Czech countryside. It is thought to be one of the most haunted locations in the world. At first glance, the castle seems quite ordinary, but upon closer inspection, one notices a few strange features. Firstly, many of the castle windows are actually fake. If you look closely, you will see that most of the windows are merely facades glass panes behind which sturdy walls are built. Secondly, the castle has no fortifications, no water source, no kitchen, and for years after it was constructed, no occupants. This makes it clear that Huska Castle was not built as a sanctuary or a residence. The location of the castle is also peculiar. It is situated in a remote area surrounded by thick forests swamps and sandstone mountains. The location has no strategic value and is not situated near any trading routes. Many people wonder why Huska Castle was built in such a strange location. Ancient legends may be able to answer that question. According to folklore, Huska Castle was constructed over a large hole in the ground, which was known as the Gateway to Hell. It is fabled that the hole was so deep that no one could see the bottom of it. Legend has it that half-animal, half-human creatures used to crawl out from the pit at night, and that black-winged creatures used to attack locals and drag them down into the hole. It is believed 
that the castle was built to keep the evil in. The location of the castle was specifically chosen in order to cover this mysterious pit from which the demonic creatures emerged at night. The castle's chapel was specifically built directly over the bottomless pit in order to seal the evil in and keep the demonic creatures from entering our world. But even today, over 700 years after the pit was sealed, visitors still claim to hear the scratching of creatures from the lower floors at night, trying to claw their way to the surface. Others claim to hear a chorus of screams coming from beneath the heavy floor. When the construction of the castle began, it is said that all the village's prisoners who had been sentenced to death were offered pardons if they agreed to be lowered by rope into the bottomless pit and then to report back what they saw. The first man was tied up and lowered into the hole, and a few seconds after he had disappeared into the darkness, he began screaming in horror. He begged to be pulled back up. When the prisoner, who was a young man, was pulled back up to the surface, he looked as if he had aged 30 years in the few seconds he was in the pit. His hair had turned white, and he had grown extremely wrinkled. He was still screaming when they pulled him to the surface. He had been so disturbed by what he experienced in the darkness that he was sent to an insane asylum, where he died two days later from unknown causes. According to the legends, the scratching of the winged creatures trying to claw their way to the surface can still be heard. Phantoms have been seen walking the empty halls of the castle, and the Nazis specifically chose Huska Castle in order to harness the powers of hell for themselves. Multiple paranormal television shows have visited Huska Castle and conclude that it is, in fact, very haunted. Lep Castle Lep Castle in County Offaly proudly describes itself as Ireland's most haunted house, and it's easy to see why. It was built over a pre-existing site which was used by Druids for ceremonial purposes as far back as 500 AD. It was originally owned by the O'Bannons, and its name was originally Lern O'Bannon, which means Leap of the O'Bannons. Two brothers from the O'Bannon clan began fighting over all of the family. In order to determine who would be chief, the siblings challenged each other to leap from a rock where the castle was to be built. Whoever survived the jump would not only govern the clan, but would also rule the would-be castle. The O'Bannons wouldn't be rulers for long though, they were subservient to the O'Carroll clan, who were a vicious and domineering family. They were fueled by greed and power, and had gained notoriety for being a violent, ferocious bunch. The O'Carrolls seized the castle, but once the chief of the clan died without naming a successor, violence and carnage would quickly follow. Two brothers were to fight over the rulership of the clan, just like the O'Bannons. One was a priest, and while in the midst of mass, his brother burst into what is now known as the Bloody Chapel and plunged a sword into his chest, killing him in front of the family, as the butchered priest fell across the altar. Since then, legend has it that the priest's apparition can be seen wandering the Bloody Chapel as well as the stairway below. Continuing the carnage, the O'Carrolls would later invite another clan, the McMahons, for a feast at Lep Castle, celebrating the latter's victory over one of their rival clans. 
Instead of treating their guests, the O'Carrolls would poison the McMahons to death, wiping them out in one fell swoop, something akin to the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones. The ghosts of the McMahons have been seen by many haunting the grounds of Lep Castle ever since. One of the most notorious haunting stories of the castle is the legend of the Red Lady, a tall spectre clothed in a fluttering red gown, wandering the corridors of the place clinging to a sharp blade. As the story goes, she was a woman who was imprisoned by the O'Carrolls and repeatedly abused. She later fell pregnant, and when the baby was delivered, her captors quickly murdered it with a dagger. In absolute despair, the woman was said to have grabbed the blade and ended her own life. During a renovation in the early 1900s, an oubliette, or dungeon, was discovered hidden behind a wall and beneath a trapdoor in the castle. Upon inspection, hundreds of human bones littered the room, many of which were impaled on large spikes. The theory being that prisoners would be dropped through the trapdoor and be skewered on the spears eight feet below. A mid-18th century pocket watch was discovered down there, which could indicate just how frighteningly recently the oubliette was used. The ghosts of two little girls can often be spotted playing in the main hall of the house. They are said to have lived on the estate during the 1600s. Emily died aged 11 after falling from the castle's battlements. Today, there are still sightings of a little girl falling from its great heights, only to disappear before reaching the ground. The other girl, Charlotte, is seen dragging a deformed leg in tow. In the 16th century, the castle was to change hands once again, and as you'd expect by now, plenty of blood was shed. The daughter of the reigning O'Carroll chieftain became smitten with an English prisoner in one of the castle's dungeons, a Captain Darby. She would sneak him food, and soon the two developed a plan to escape and elope. On the day of the escape, the two were fleeing the castle when they ran into the girl's brother in a stairwell. A sword fight ensued between Darby and the brother, and the brother was killed. And with the O'Carroll's son dead, the daughter was now heiress to the castle. The two later married and inherited the very castle where Darby had been a prisoner and started a new family. Captain Darby was a bit temperamental and became known as the Wild Captain. He had amassed his own treasures in battle, which he hid in compartments scattered throughout the property. The Wild Captain was later imprisoned for treason in Dublin, but was later allowed to return to Lap Castle. Years of imprisonment have driven the Wild Captain to the brink of madness, and he was unable to recall where he had hidden his fortune. As the legend goes, the fortune still remains in Lap Castle, and on certain evenings, where the energies favour the spirits, you can see the Phantom of the Wild Captain searching the grounds for his lost treasure. The Darbys abandoned the castle in the 1920s, during the Irish Civil War, which followed shortly after the Irish War of Independence from England. Given the Darbys were an English family, the castle became a symbol of oppression and was torched, bombed and looted by the IRA. From there, the castle lay dormant until it was purchased in the 1970s by an Australian historian, Peter Bartlett, who just so happened to be an ancestor of the original O'Bannon clan.
For years, he set about restoring the castle, and throughout much of that works, he claims to have experienced a number of supernatural occurrences and poltergeist activity. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening to today's video. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to leave a like, and if you haven't already, please subscribe to the channel. Have you visited any of the castles on this list? And would you like to see another castle video in the future? If so, let me know. So, until next time, sleep tight.